Hello, ECAN Nation, and welcome to the first podcast of the 2024 season and calendar year. It is This Week in Carding, episode number 73. It is January 2nd, 2024. An exciting time in the sport of carding as we are turning the page on what was 2023 and heading into a new year and a new season. So I am David Cole, joined by Nate Dean. And again, uh, this week in carding is the opportunity for us to provide you with all the major news that has hit the ECAN homepage and social media channels uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, it's perfect for listening on the way to work or coming home. And again, ideal for at home in the garage or doing your daily workout, whatever it may be. Whenever you check in a podcast, make sure you listen to the ECAN Radio Network and This Week in Carding. Uh, again, yeah, this is the first podcast of the 2024 season. So excited to get moving forward as we have another busy 12 months ahead of us. And so let's get right into this show presented by Sodi Racing USA. Sodi Racing USA is the new exclusive importer of the Sodi Kart chassis line under the karting distribution banner. The French manufacturer Sodi Kart is a leader within the karting industry, offering a wide range of products and services. The Sodi Racing chassis line offers product in classes from mini karts to KZ, all based on years of development and championship seasons around the world. Visit Sodi-Racing-USA.com to learn more about the Sodi Kart chassis or call 954-634-5111 to become part of the Sodi Racing USA network today. Sodi Kart, the world leader in the karting industry. So again, it's been a couple of weeks since our last show, which was episode 72, December 13th, 2023. We obviously had the Christmas break. Uh, Nate, you were actually gone for a whole week, um, take, took vacation from EKN duties and, and went down to Florida, got to enjoy uh, trackside at the WK Daytona Cart Week. Uh, so first off, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, tell us how uh, how your break went for you. Yeah, thanks, you too. It wasn't really a break, had a couple days for Christmas and then straight into uh, assisting with timing and screen for WK Cart Week, which pretty good turnout for that especially with um just that busy this season has been and the amount of a series that you can run and the amount of series that will be running in the next couple of months weeks in florida at uh mr and orlando between the three major winter series so i think there was about 300 plus carts there it's a pretty good turnout for spur not to mention the 600 or so road and the almost 2000 uh, dirt entries there, but a little cold for uh, Florida that time of year. It seems like whenever we go down there for car week, it's always a four or five day span of pretty unenjoyable weather. And once car week ends, it, the weather becomes warm and enjoyable again. And that was exactly what happened uh, the Sunday after. It was good being in Florida. It was good seeing some familiar faces again in Daytona. Yeah, amazing uh, to the turnout they had for the sprint track side of things. Um, I think you said over 300 entries. Uh, yeah, I was following the the live timing uh, throughout the weekend. I uh, got to see the Ignite program, their dash at Daytona. Uh, get, uh, I believe it was Hunter Fox on day one, and then it was Jed Perkins winning on day two. So added to the list of Ignite major winners there. So that was that was cool to see. Um, 
again, I think it just fits, you know, it's, it's in between Christmas and new years. Everybody has, you know, there's no school. Uh, people have the ability to take off work a lot easier, I think. And it just, it's a great time to have a, a karting event. And, you know, we, I was there in 2004 uh, for the first time as a journalist. So it's been, uh, uh, almost 20 years, uh, since my first time there as a journalist, I raced there in 96 and 98 on the road racing, racing side of things. And we're expected to go back, um, in 2024, uh, both, uh, to cover the, the, the race and to, to, to race and enjoy it and celebrate my dad's 50th year in karting. So I'm excited to go back. So it's great to see the momentum. You know, I love going to the dirt. They got actually rained out on the first day. So they kind of had to shift their schedule um, to the what 20 it would be the what the 28th and 29th or 29th and 30th. I think they had to the jostle their 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 schedule around road racing got to miss out on on Friday practice or the day one practice, I should say, because of the wet weather. Um, so it was a little bit of a scramble for all of them to, to get their, their racing in, in two days, uh, without any practice. But, uh, again, just, I love, I love the Daytona cart week. That's, it's always special. Uh, it's, it's funny to watch the, the live streams of people on Facebook, just going into the track. Like people just enjoy that, that side of things. I always get goosebumps every, every, the first time I go in the tunnel on the week. Uh, I don't know about you, Nate, if, if you, what, what, cause you've raced there, you've done the sprint track. I haven't done that. Um, what, what do you get those, those type of feelings when you enter Daytona? I feel like you would, if you had a later class in the schedule, but main, main emotion is it is so early right now. I really want to go back to bed, but it's always, <laughs> it's always special going in there and then kind of driving past the road course just soaking it all and seeing the tower and everything and it's you i think it was saturday we were gearing up for the finals and just in the background of the grandstands and then some road cars just thinking this is a uh, half bad backdrop for the finals for uh cart weekend the sprint stuff that is but uh, i mean it's it's such a special place to race and to go and watch there is no better place to watch the sun rise and watch the sunset than probably inside turns three and four at Daytona because you get you can watch the sun rise if you're there early enough. Uh, watch the sun rise on the east, and then of course we're always there late enough because the sun goes down about you know five o'clock there, and so you can see it set uh, on turns one and two and a little bit of the uh, the front stretch trioval part there. So that's always it's always cool to see. So. Uh, uh, so, yeah, with that, we turn the page on 2023, go into 2024, which some exciting news and now is effective as of January 1. Vega Tire announces new U.S. Distrib distribution for the 2024. That'll include OTK Cart USA as the sole importer for the 5-inch Vega Tires, carting tires here in the United States. So, uh, TS Racing still going to continue with the six-inch tire products that they have been dealing with for, for several years. But the five-inch side of the tire uh, company and distribution here in the U.S. is going to be done by OTK, OTK Cart USA. Now, you're, you're thinking to yourself, okay, does that change Rock Cup USA tire situation? It doesn't. OTK Cart USA is strictly the distributor of the Vega tires for the five inch size. So 
Uh, Levanto Tire will still be part of the Rock Cup USA Tire program, both for Florida Winter Tour and what their their two programs that they'll be doing uh, on the East Coast and West Coast. They'll have the Rock Atlantic and Rock Pacific, so those will still be under the Levant Tires, and of course Rock Vegas as well too. So, uh, Nate, this is this was a pretty interesting announcement that was made and kind of shook shook some people up and as as it wasn't expected something something that wasn't uh kind of forecasted down the road yeah there wasn't like any whisperings of anything like this happening like there usually is in some bigger announcements so a lot of people by storm a lot of questions to be answered and all of the facebook instagram comments that whatever you posted about this store but yeah, it, it's big news for uh, OTK Card USA, like you said, and obviously TS Racing have had a very strong relationship with Vega and imported them. And like you said, they're going to continue with the program. So, yeah, I mean, just have to wait and see if it has any large effects like their people are forecasting, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, and again, this is part of OTK Global because they do have stake in the Vega uh, Tire Corporation that is uh, worldwide. So this is it. What you know is I do remember hearing that announcement, thinking, "Oh, well, Vega, you know, Rock Cup USA is going to move to Vega eventually." Well, that's not this particular moment right now. It could be something that happens down the road. You know, again, that's something we'll see uh, and kind of, kind of, you know. Now it's, it's the start of 2024. We'll kind of have to wait and see what what uh, you know OTK does as a as a company as a worldwide company, um, as I'm sure OTK Cart USA will do uh, once it moves globally. Um, so again, something we'll see. Um, you know, of course, we have Challenge of the Americas. They're now moving to the Vega tires. So um, as of right now, there's we've had heard of no issues. You know, Challenge of the Americas is going to have their product ready to roll. Uh, with basically uh, about a month from now when we get to uh, Tucson, Arizona for the uh, opening round of the Challenge of the Americas. So he has uh, that product going to Tucson for those opening two rounds, both in February and March. And then um, we'll see what goes on from there. We haven't heard anything from Cup Carts North America regarding this announcement. They haven't made any uh, official statements. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that. Of course, They've been uh, one of the biggest part of the uh, the Vega Tire program here in North America, utilizing uh, the red Vega Tire, the VAH Tire, which uh, has been the most popular, probably four cycle uh, compound utilized uh, in U.S. markets. So, um, again, we'll keep an eye on uh, any more details surrounding that announcement. And in keeping with the tire program, the FIA Karting appoints Maxis as the official tire supplier. They will be utilizing the Maxis brand in the FIA European and World Championships in OK and OK Junior categories, along with the OKN World Cup and Academy Trophy programs. And that's going to be from 2024 to 2026. So the next three seasons, the World Championships are going to be with Maxis tires. So that's a, a unique and and kind of a shocking announcement that we that we we saw the FIA make. Um, the option tire will be utilized for the OK Junior, OKN, and Academy Trophy Pro categories with the Prime Maxis tire utilized for OK Division. And of course, they'll have a wet tire for all those four categories as well. Um, 
I have I have experience with Maxis. I used it back in the 90s and early 2000s in road racing. Uh, I kind of compare it to the Vega Red. Uh, it's a, it, it, it was a durable tire, um, not a lot of grip in it, into it, but, um, if you're in the lower horsepower categories, um, it, it had a good life, life span, uh, a, a long longevity to it. So, um, Nate, I, I, I don't know if you've had any experience with Maxis, but it, it certainly is a shocking news to hear this. I haven't. And like you said, it's a bit shocking when, at least for us over here, I think a majority of us, when we think Maxxis tire, will probably go to the dirt oval side of things and not mm-hmm. spur karting. So that's not something that I think a lot of us were expecting from the FIA. So it'll be uh, fun to see how that works out in 2024 for them on the road side of things. I have not have any experience with them, so it'll be interested to see if any Americans that go over the two Rye FI events, what they have to say about it, or if we see um, any series make that switch uh, stateside in the next year or two to see where that goes. Yeah. It will, you know, when you think Maxis, yeah, you like, as you said, we think dirt um, and with it being the okay and category for the world cup, I'm thinking, okay, well, um, um, stars championship series comes to mind because the NKA program works with a lot of dirt programs and, and, and there's a good correlation there, but stars championship series announced that they are staying with MG tires for their series. So they're not swapping over to Maxis. But again, you know, you look at Vega that and, and Maxis, these are, these are two brands that are certainly making headway. And we could see a lot more of them here in the U.S. Uh, in, in all different aspects of the sport. So that it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this goes. And, and again, uh, you look at the the major manufacturers of chassis. That, that's something that that people were bringing up on on social media is all these manufacturers were building carts around uh, the the Vegas or or the MG tires. Now they're going to a different tire manufacturer. So the type of material and the type of design work that they do for chassis is going to be maybe a little bit different moving forward. So that's also just something to keep an eye on, on uh, moving forward with that. So uh, with that, we'll head into our first commercial break and we'll get into a couple more items uh, surrounding uh, North American karting and, uh, and other when the, and more stuff when we get into segment three. So, but for now, these commercial messages. Made in the USA. That's exactly what you get from Precision Karting Technologies. Based in Detroit, Michigan, PKT brings over 35 years of manufacturing experience to the sport of karting. Their passion for the sport began focusing around the kid kart platform and has expanded every year with hundreds of products designed to put you on the podium. Precision Karting Technologies is known around North America for their successful line of axles available in all age groups. PKT manufactures a number of engine products for Comer, IAMI, Rock, Rotax, and the popular Briggs & Stratton 206. A wide variety of chassis components for the many brands in the sport are available through PKT, including hubs, pedal risers, skid plates, and other hardware for your cart. Axle straightening, chassis adjustments, engine service, and specific CNC machining projects are available through their Motor City headquarters. 
To learn more about the many products and services available from Precision Carding Technologies, head to pktaxles.com. Two thousand nineteen marked a new era for the Cartlift brand, the company that Tim Coyne owned and operated since two thousand three, one with a long tradition of quality products for the carding industry, was purchased by Ted Fashing and his business Stockholm Carding Center in October of two thousand nineteen. Stockholm Carding Center Inc. has added the Cartlift brand to their very successful Triple T Race Products brand that has been fabricating parts for the drag racing industry for the past twenty five years. We're small enough where the owner answers the phone and every call is important to us, but we're large enough to get the job done. We pride ourselves on the quality and personal customer service that we provide on the phone or at the track. Cartlift stands, as you know, can be found at racetracks all over the country. If you race alone or if you're a parent with a cadet or junior driver, let our one-man winch lift make your race days easier. Position the hooks under the rear bumper Push the button and your cart is raised into position and you're ready to go. We have traditional cart stands, single upright storage stands, cart lift stackers for storing two carts at once, tire changers, and skid plate kits. Cart lift stands are available at the finest cart shops around the country or you can order online at cartlift.com. For more information, give us a call at 877-777-8020. That's 877-777. 777-8020. Get a cart lift and leave your crew at home. History, success, family. Those are the three words that can describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured carting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation located just outside of Indianapolis has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in the near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. From full carding packages, new engines, spare or replacement parts, and safety gear, find it all at CometCartSales.com. Their Comet Racing Engine service has won multiple major events and championships over decades of carding and continues to offer the best trackside service in the industry specializing in IAMI X30, IAMI Swift, and other two-cycle power plants. Make sure to head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. And we're back with the first podcast of the 2024 season, This Week in Carding, episode number 73. It is January 2nd. I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean. As again, we're bringing you news and notes that has hit the ECAN homepage and social media channels over the last couple of weeks since our last episode, which was December 13, 2023. Uh, over Christmas break, um, Cup Carts North America announced a move to the Grand Nationals 8 date now set for October 11th through the 13th, 2024. Uh, still set at the Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana, but the event moving to one week later, uh, away from what had has been their traditional first weekend in October to now the second weekend in October. So, Nate, you talked about Florida having a little bit colder weather for you. Uh, we could have the same thing. 
come October 11th through 13th at Newcastle Motorsports Park for Grand Nationals 8. Yeah, definitely. Definitely will. You're starting to get into some... It's it's late October, so you're not the dangerous territory of will it snow or not, but it can always kick up a little surprise. I think, obviously, it's going to be some pretty cold air and the... A really soft, bigger tire compound that they use. I don't think tire temperature or getting those up to temp is going to be really an issue that they have to think about. So we could see um, some fairly quick lap times thinking about it uh, with that mm-hmm. late of a date. Again, with the cold air and the engine's going to really enjoy that with not a lot of moisture in it. And then again, with how soft and quick those reds that they run could be fairly quick racing that yeah well see i yeah i look at it opposite because i look at it as you know we had the most amazing weather in 2023 uh the weekend prior um which we hadn't ever had this type of weather before at the grand nationals i'm looking i'm looking back at all the previous years where it was just nothing but rain um, so that, that I, not so much snow, I think it's going to be more so rain that we're going to have to deal with when we, when we go to this weekend now, but that, that produces some interesting, you know, the, the no rain or rain type scenario. I just don't think we're ever going to have that, you know, 80 degree weather where we're just sweating like crazy. Um, if, if the event stays on this weekend moving forward, but, um, but yeah, that, uh, you know, it, it, there, it's going to be, um, It'll be again, still be the big, the big one to go to. Everybody in the four cycle world, people from the two cycle world coming over and competing uh, at the Grand Nationals. And I, I got to pull up the record. I, I can't remember what we were at for entries this year. I want to say it was two or four hundred and twenty three. I think it was four eighty seven, four eighty five. Sorry, four eighty five is the total that we came up with. Uh, for Grand National Seven, so again, the the battle to get up to the 500 mark, um, certainly doable. There are a lot of categories that could that could gain more. Um, and again, now it has a a little bit of a later date. Maybe that might help as well too, uh, with racers being able to uh, um, wrap up their their club schedules, their regional schedules, and be able to come compete at the Grand Nationals eight in October. Uh, CRG Nordam strengthening the regional market in Texas. They announced the GRC Motorsports program, the outfit that is based at the heart of Texas Kart Club in Waco, Texas, uh, owned by Rod Clenard, is going to be established and now supporting CRG dealers in that region of Texas. That adds to the Arcane Motorsports and MSL Racing uh, dealers that are already established along with CRG Nordam based in the Houston area as well. And CRG Nordam and now confirming that they will have a race team that will support the Texas Sprint Racing Series uh, in the state of Texas. So again, kind of building off of those three dealers having there uh, and other racers in the area uh, racing at the regional level. So a good, strong program for them. Again, kind of getting a base and uh getting a good getting the good market share in the state big state of texas again a lot of uh, geographical real estate to cover uh in terms of uh carting in the state of texas um with that we'll head into our next commercial break and we'll get into a little bit of silly season talk uh as we are closing up on the start of the 2024 season here in a couple days 
Uh, and we'll have more about that after these commercials. Motor mounts. They keep your engine attached to your chassis, right? The answer is, they're much more important than that. Your motor mount is critical in transferring 100% of the power from your engine through to your tires and the racetrack. You need this to get on the podium each and every time you race. Odenthal Racing Products is here for you, providing the best motor mounts on the karting market today, all designed to make sure you're using all the horsepower you pay for. Odenthal Racing Products is a family-owned and operated business with decades of karting experience in providing products with unmatched quality and value for our racing community. The Pro Series mount for two cycle engines, which is available in zero, five, and eight degree inclinations, provides a rigid structure to help keep vibration to a minimum without adding too much weight to your setup. The four cycle easy set system is one of the most popular mounts for the Briggs & Stratton 206 power plant. Multiple mounting holes provide the most adjustability depending on your chassis and seat placement. To ensure a tight fit to your chassis, our ORP wedge clamps get the job done. And they feature a number of design updates to provide a lower profile and lighter weight. The clamps are available from 28 mil to 32 mil in both standard and Euro style sizes. And now, Odenthal has also revolutionized the karting industry with its new Easy GP camera mounting system. Designed to mount anywhere on your chassis with one or two cameras, the ORP Easy GP camera mount is your solution to capture that onboard winning moment. Head to OdenthalRacing.com and find a dealer near you. Odenthal Racing Products, proudly made in the USA. Winning takes top quality equipment, flawless preparation, experienced coaching, and passion. And at Team GFC, we live our passion. Developed by American karting champion Gary Carlton, the GFC chassis has become one of the newest brands to reach the top of the podium in North America. GFC has garnered victories and championships at all levels of the sport since its debut at the end of 2018. Shipper car drivers are at the front of the field in the GT14 frame, with the SS31 a consistent contender in tag and 100cc competition. Team GFC has arrive and drive packages available for all categories, including the mini and micro classes utilizing the GFC RR5 cadet chassis. These young pilots have the opportunity to be part of the Team GFC Young Driver Development Program. Learn from one of the best American carters with 28 years racing at the highest levels of the sport, offering personalized training on and off the track. Follow GFC Karting on Facebook and Instagram or click over to gfccarting.com to learn more about joining Team GFC. GFC, live your passion. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. 
We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. And we are back with our third segment of This Week in Karting, our first show of the 2024 season, episode number 73 overall of the EKN Radio Network podcast show. Uh, I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean, and we're getting into silly season. Again, we talked a lot about drivers moving this way and that uh, over the final stages of the 2023 season. Now we're getting into the 2024 program and some notable movement uh, going on uh, within the sport here in the United States. One of the first announcements was Steven Isert, the California driver, moving over to Sodi Racing USA. Nate, so he'll be one of the 100cc and sometimes 125 stuff uh, tag racing uh, as well under Sodi Racing USA by PK Sports. Yeah, uh, Sodi obviously reeling in a lot of the young talent as opposed to uh senior drivers in either kx30 or shifter ranks with a lot of micro minis juniors have been heading their way obviously their focus is with youth and like the story we talked about that broke at uh the supernats with mm -hmm. their pro race team i think believe it's called um that's even more fostering just that youth development within the program. And I, th I think it's strong, very, very strong move for Steven. He's had a pretty decent season for himself. And then to come to a team that is ever growing in the, albeit short time that Sony racing USA has been here stateside. It should be fun to see what he can do and what the entire brand can grow into in 24. Yeah, coming off victory of Rock Vegas uh, in the VLR 100 category. So, uh, and it's only, I believe it's only his first senior, that was his first year in the senior ranks. Uh, he was junior last year, uh, did very well at Challenge in the Americas as well too, in both junior and senior competition over the last couple of years. So a good addition there. He'll be working alongside Harley Kewell probably once again in 2024. Uh, and like you said, working with a lot of the youth program, uh, the the Pro Race Academy program that will be established uh, with Sodi Racing USA in 2024. One of the bigger news items was Martin Kremers. We uh, we saw he was leaving PSL Karting. They announced a mutual uh, separation. And the question was, okay, well, what is the Dutch driver, the 2019 world champion going to do? Uh, and it only took a couple days before the announcement came and he, he was joining factory Tony cart uh, for the 2024 season. So going from red to green uh, is the Dutchman who's been with the red army for a number of years and will now carry the, the green and white colors of Tony cart 
and OTK. Uh, he'll be racing in the KZ category, of course, in Europe and the World Championships. Um, and he's already said, he's already confirmed he'll be coming to the U.S. For sure for the Super Nationals, uh, it's just a matter of other races that we'll be seeing. So it could not, it could mean maybe a new Pro Tour champion uh, or a former champion that'll take over. And it won't be three straight for Marnion Kremers, Nate, in 2024. Yeah. I mean, on the pro tour side of things, it'll be fun to watch as always in pro shifter, especially with the new format. But going to Tony Card and OTK wasn't exactly what I think a lot of us had expected. This was something uh, at Super Nats when the car chaser guys and girls and I would were talking about throughout the days of where is he going to go? A lot of us talked about Inter MS with Cart Republic, maybe um, because him. We know him and Tulio obviously work quite well together and they have a bit of a relationship there and obviously uh, bouncing off a few other ideas. But I don't think throughout any of those conversations throughout the week we were in Vegas, we even said Tony Cart or a factory OTK deal over in Europe. So one that I think caught a lot of us by surprise when you saw the announcement post and he's in a green jacket in Italy, but yeah, obviously best wishes to him. He's going to do incredible over there in Europe. He's proven himself stateside and over in Europe. So just hoping for the best from our in 24. Yeah, he has run Vortex. That was the, the engine power plant that he ran down under in Australia. So he has familiarity with, with the Vortex brand. Uh, so now moving over to the OTK chassis. So we'll see uh, how he adapts once we get into the European championships and and probably I would assume some of the WSK as well to kind of get warmed up for the Euros and for the world. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on that. A kind of return back home for Hunter Pickett as he's been announced as a GFC driver for 2023 and he'll be racing alongside our EKN driver of the year, Kyle Wick, and Scusa Pro Tour double winner, uh, Jacob Gulick. Uh, so they'll be the three-headed monster for GFC uh, as the as the three lead drivers under that stable for the 2024 season. So a bit of a homecoming for Pickett uh, with the North NorCal-based GFC program. Yeah, and with how much stronger and strengthen that program became and pro shifter between uh, uh, Gulick and Wick in 2023, picking up a couple wins for the both of them. And obviously, like you said, Wick being uh, Ecan shifter driver of the year, it should be a very, very strong lineup going into 2024. And it is because like you said, Hunter doing that kind of homecoming, uh, back to GFC, and then you have three really top-class talents in that class to try and fight for some championships and obviously race wins on any given weekend that they will be there. So a really, like I said, really strong lineup for GFC moving forward into 2024, and you're going to have to put them up there with contenders for championships. Oh, without a doubt. I, and I think beginning at Challenge of the Americas where they've they've shown, you know, to, to win the championship in the, I almost, I believe the last three years uh, under the GFC banner. So, uh, and a great pedigree to learn from with Wick and Hunt and Pickett and, and Gulick. 
Uh, so a lot of young drivers that are looking to move to shifter like this, this is a great opportunity to learn from some of the best because all three are in the top 10 of the EKN driver rankings presented by Skip Barber Racing School. So uh, very cool to see that. And then uh, with Kremers leaving PSL, we do still see Mateus Morgado, the Brazilian, staying with PSL, but announcing him moving over to the shifter ranks here in the United States. So we know we, he did some shifter racing in Europe, but he will now be one of the top shifter drivers for PSL karting and the Red Army here in 2024. Yeah, and Mateus having a pretty decent season um, here stateside for Burrell, maybe not getting the wins and championships that they would have wanted for the Red Army. Obviously, them having some really good results over in Rock Cup, but maybe not the season they would have wanted in USPKS and Scusa. Uh, between him and Diego Ramos, who will be staying as well with PSL in 2024. They have a really strong lineup. They had the thing in the winter. It was mainly they would qualify up front. They had really good uh, one lap speed, but then it was the race pace that really let them down. I think they've really uh, figured that out throughout the year, made that chassis work for them, obviously with Mateus getting a victory at the Scusa Pro Tour in Orlando and then showing some really solid pace for every weekend they were at between USPKS and the Scusa Pro Tour. So really a no-brainer for them to keep those two on. It'll be interesting to see what Mateus can do in shifter competition over here with how competitive that field is becoming uh, stateside. So again, just all of these puzzle pieces putting into place for what should be a really really intriguing 24 yeah it, it seemed like the 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 burrell art was very good on dirty racetracks we saw it at the end of the year at the super nationals a lot of red drivers up to the front uh you know kremers picking up the runner-up finish on super sunday and uh and morgado again florida winter tour champion uh and he picked up a scusa pro tour championship as well uh won the uh the rock vegas i believe as well i'm if i'm trying to remember correctly um so again yeah, yeah i th i think they, they you know the cart obviously is has done really well in the low grip uh side of things so i think it's getting it to to work on the the the, the, the racetracks that do have a little bit more grip uh than the temporary circuits so we'll see how that goes and again like you said we haven't seen i think it's a good fit for him to moving into the shifter category here in the u.s there's a lot of there's not as crazy <laughs> uh it's not as crazy and a little more calculated and i think that's going to suit his driving style just kind of watching the way he he does drive so we'll see how that goes and and of course again you know the 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 Burrell, Art has been very successful in the shifter cart ranks here, picking up the last two Scusa Pro Tour championships with Marnie Kremers behind the wheel. Uh, with that, we'll get into more Silly Season probably in another podcast and maybe next week before we head into the Scusa Winter Series and we'll get into our Outlap podcast. But for now, we'll get into the, the final commercial break and talk more on uh, ECAN Editorial Podcast and Radio Network after these messages. Established in 1999, PSL Karting has become a powerhouse within the karting industry for North America and around the world. PSL Karting is your complete source for all Burrell Art products as the North American importer, 
providing this top quality product through both their expansive dealer network or through the pslcarding.com online store. Whatever you need is available 24-7 online, including safety gear, parts, components, and full carding packages. All three brands, Morel Art, Ricardo Kart, and Charles Leclerc Karts are in stock and ready to hit the track. Grab your winning chassis for any category by visiting pslkarting.com to find your nearest dealer. PSL Karting is always looking for interest in new dealers and teams to help create new business relationships. Drivers looking to take their talents to the next level can join the Burrell Art North America race team competing at all the major U.S. and Canadian events this season. When you're ready to win, go with PSL Karting. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for the 2023 season include the Ignite Majors, which begins with the annual trip to the Daytona International Speedway as part of the WKA Daytona Kart Week as part of both the sprint and road racing events. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regionally based Ignite Challenge, which just finished up a record-setting season in 2022. Local club programs have also been established in other states all across the country, from Idaho to Texas, Nebraska to New York, with more tracks and clubs joining the Ignite Karting program. Be part of fast fun and great memories with Margay Racing at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at ignitekarting.com. Get off the couch and out onto the track in 2023. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Doordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, CRG Doordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing and it's been designed specifically for the U.S. market. The KT5 features 30mm construction with a 32mm front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new Ven 13 brake system is cutting-edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG 507-508 bodywork it has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With four cycle racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's 
FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in brakes and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at cartcrg-nordam.com. And welcome back to the final segment of this week in karting, episode 73. It is January 2nd, 2024. I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean, as we're giving you the, the last little bits in this new podcast for the 2024 season. Ecan Editorial. We had our Ecan driver rankings for Shifter Kart and Tag presented by Skip Barber Racing School. The final standings released uh, for the 2023 season. Exciting! Uh, you knew the the the, the results from uh, Supercarts USA Super Nationals was were going to affect the way the standings came out and and were finalized. And certainly, the shifter one was was kind of the more craziest uh, finish for that. But it was very similar to what we saw in the Scusa Pro Tour, where we had what four drivers within seven points uh, wrapping that up. So we knew it was going to be a little bit crazy here. Uh, for the driver rankings and ended up being Kyle Wick securing the ECAN driver of the year honors for the shifter cart category uh, as he finished out the season with a Rock Vegas victory and then driving to six in the Scusa Pro Tour or I'm sorry, Scusa Super Nationals uh, to be able to secure the top spot in the ECAN driver rankings ahead of two-time Scusa Pro Tour champion Marnie Kremers who uh, ironically, aside from a couple wins, you know, winning the at the at the Florida Winter Tour, but no wins on the Pro Tour, but earned the Pro Tour championship, but missed out on the Driver of the Year honor. Uh, with Danny Formal, the Super Nationals winner, jumping up into the third spot, and again, all drivers very close in points, all within a hundred points of each other to close out the year. So uh, exciting! You have AJ for AJ Myers in fourth. And then Billy Musgrave to round out the top five. Nate, it was a um, pretty interesting way the, uh, the the standings wrapped up for the 2023 season. Yeah, definitely. And I think all four or five of them, like you said, had some really strong performances throughout 2023. So it really was ultimately going to come down to the Super Nationals. And Formal... Did obviously took the win there, coming third in the rankings. Maybe not showing uh, quite how good of a season he had with Rolson Performance Group and OTK. Uh, for him, they obviously them having a really standout season with OTKs before uh, this year, not doing the best in that pro shifter category, and then. Formal taking OTK Cosmic and Rolls and Performance Group to the top step on numerous occasions in that Pro Shifter classes between USPKS and the Scusa Pro Tour. Uh, the surprise for me was kind of AJ Myers. He seemed like he was the guy to beat on, on any given weekend in 2023, but ultimately just had 
I think it was a few mechanical issues earlier on in the season that might have hindered him. A Super Nats performance after starting on pole for the main event, not being able to convert, that ultimately hurt him there. But like you said, it just gets you more excited for 2024 mm. to have this close of battles. And then you'll obviously have the likes of Jacob Gulick up in there as well as he had a really strong second half of 2023 obviously him and gfc will be riding that wave of momentum going into the new year but obviously they're gonna have challengers like myers and formal depending on what he has of course we know that he will be running it with uh, wayne taylor racing in imza with the lamborghini program so we're not entirely sure what his 2024 is going to look like when it comes to karting but knowing we have all of these drivers so, so close on pace and especially on points for the driver rankings, it should be a fun one next season. Yeah, Myers really, you can, and we wrote it in the article, you can pinpoint where he lost points. He didn't go to the spring nationals, so he lost points by not going to that race. He had the opportunity to gain points, didn't go there. So you're you're, you're not gaining points if you're not racing. And then didn't race Rock Vegas. And, and so those are kind of the three events that, that Wick was at, Kremers was at, Formal was at, Musgrave was at, Pickett was at, Gulick was at. They all got points from those three races uh, or had the opportunity to get points. Uh, so you, you don't gain points if you don't go. Uh, you don't lose any points. So that's, I think, what kept Myers in the fourth spot in terms of looking at that. But like you said, even just a couple positions, I think, at the, uh, at the Super Nationals would have maybe kept him ahead of Formal. Uh, you look at their gap and it's only 13 points separating the two at the end of the year. Uh, so a couple positions uh, at the Super Nationals, if Myers, say, finished third, maybe he would have been able to finish the year in the third spot. But um, again, I think I think when you look at it as a whole, I think Myers probably had on on uh, a visual, probably maybe had a better season than what Wick did. But when you look at it numbers wise, and that's what our driver rankings does, uh, Wick had a better season numbers wise uh, compared to anybody else. So, yeah, Formal had the Super Nats win. Myers had, you know, again, two wins on the Pro Tour. Uh, so did Gulick as well, too. Wick had two wins at USPKS, so however, that didn't even were included in his point total. So uh, certainly interesting. And I think this was the more fun category to kind of break down and look at. Uh, you look at the tag side of things. Uh, the driver of the year ended up being Ryan Norberg a sixth time in seven seasons as the driver of the year. An amazing run by the Florida driver. He was able to hurdle uh, the British driver, Joe Turney, who was unable to compete at the Super Nationals, which in the end co cost him the opportunity to finish as the driver of the year as they were only separated by 30 points in the final best of seven uh, standings. Uh, and they were certainly the top two because they had uh, nearly 200 points over Alessandro de Tulio, who finished third in the standings with Brazilian Mateus Morgado in fourth and UK driver Harley Keeble uh, putting Sodi Racing USA inside the top five to round out the tag driver rankings presented by Skip Barber Racing School. So interesting. Again, Turney, the injury at the World Championships cost them the opportunity to come race at the Super Nationals. Norberg took advantage and what gained what 16 positions in the on super sunday to finish runner up and finish behind his teammate donovan Bonilla. so essentially was p1 
uh, in those racing for the top spot for the ECAN driver rankings. Yeah, and like you said, with those two kind of checking out from the rest of the competition in the point standings, it was almost, you can kind of think about it almost like a 2021 Formula One season, but when it was like Max and Lewis who were just always up front, mm-hmm. and then it would kind of be a fight for that third, fourth, fifth, and back spot yeah. where it was different every weekend, but it was always those two up front, and Joe really got the better of Ryan this season and unfortunately for him having that accident over in Europe which didn't allow him to come to uh the Super Nationals when they were racing at uh when USPKS was racing at uh Trackhouse Motorplex so I think we would have seen something a little bit different obviously if Joe would have had that opportunity to come and race Vegas with how strong he was uh this season and how good the Kart Republics looked at Vegas, obviously with Detulio, uh, with that front row start in X30 Senior, the Car Republic would have been quick. Joe Turney is one of the best drivers in the world at the moment, so you know he would have been up there. But yeah, I mean, th- we're gonna probably see something uh, about the same next season with Norberg up there. But like we saw with this season, the gap is closed between Norberg between the rest him and the rest of the field from 2022 till now so you'll have to think that everyone else will also find that extra 10th or two to try and catch up to the star boy at Rolson performance group but the big question is will we see anyone from Europe come over because this time last year we weren't talking about Joe Turney and what he would be doing for the next season if we see someone else from Europe come over and really challenge for those top spots. We'll just have to see in a few weeks time for the winter series at Scusa. And once we start kicking off the pro calendar, that's exactly it. And, and again, you look at 2024 calendar world championships are going to be September 13th through the 15th. There's no major race here in USA happening that time. So, you know, that that's a good thing in terms of scheduling. Uh, so you don't, we won't have that conflict where, you know, USPKS and world championships are on the same weekend. So that's a positive in, in terms of that, but yeah, it was, um, it probably would have been Joe Turney's to have depending on again, dependent on how he would have finished in Las Vegas for the super nationals. But again, uh, Ryan Norberg and Kyle Wick, both drivers who re- their best seven races on the 2023 schedule were without a victory. So Again, consistent front-running drivers uh, to be the driver of the year in 2023. You look at Norberg, he finished second, 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 third, second, second, second. Those were his results uh, for the best seven races of 2023. Uh, Also, editorial, we had a one to watch. Uh, Nathan Dupuy, the Canadian, uh, was an exciting story to kind of see unfold throughout the 2023 season. So we kind of highlight his progression from starting and karting back in 2020 to now racing at the national level here in 2023 uh, under the speed concepts racing banner um also did a little throwback to the 2004 wk daytona kart week we kind of mentioned this in the opening segment i that was my first event uh first time going to wk daytona kart week as a journalist and so we kind of went back into the archives and pulled up the race reports from all three days. And so now they're available up on our website to review if you happen to uh, to want to take a look and see some of the names that were racing back in 2004 
uh, just some 19 years ago. Uh, also, one of the uh, the big editorial program or articles we did was a column, the Behind the Laptop, and kind of my personal push to get the 2026 World Karting Championships to the USA. That uh, will se- that season will will be the 70th year of karting, which began in 1956. And so I thought, what better way? to kind of celebrate 70 years of karting than to have the world karting championships here in the U S. And so from that, we kind of sprung board that column into a round table, our first ever, which was done on December 20th, 2023. And that's one of the podcasts available now, anywhere you can get your podcasts, iTunes, Google play, Spotify, Podbean, or anywhere else. If you haven't already, make sure you download the round table or view it on uh, it was a live show on our YouTube page, so make sure you head over to YouTube and check that out. Uh, but again, just a push to try and get a world championship, see what what kind of barriers we have to break down, what are kind of the first steps um, in terms of, of uh, or is there even a want? And I think we got the want. I think the, the industry members here in the U.S., there's a want to bring it here. I, and I think for drivers, it would be as well, too. Um, Nate, you weren't on that um, live show. Uh, kind of give give your view view take on on the column itself and and the 2026 world karting championships at the US. I really don't see why not at this <laughs> point. Obviously we've hosted it before but it's been so so long ago karting as an industry has changed the uh stateside over here karting has changed and even over the past couple of years it's become uh so so strong of an industry that i mean we have the no we know how to do it we have some incredibly smart people over here in uh north american karting to be able to get the logistics of that out we have the tracks you have the drivers that would want to participate in it and obviously you have a lot of europeans that come over to the United States for the big events. It's not like people wouldn't want to do that. We had two major names at the Super Nationals with Paolo Ippolito and Daniel Albanese running a pro shifter there with a world champion and a European champion and numerous other accolades of, of European drivers coming over for the Super Nats. And not just that, for other uh, events throughout the year, like with Joe Turney running a pretty much full season over here stateside and I think it'll be really, really cool to see, like you said, from a story perspective with it uh, being the anniversary of Cardine as a whole uh, to come back to where it started would be a very, very good storyline from that perspective. And uh, talking tracks, then do we obviously have enough if you want to take your variety of uh, West Coast, East Coast, or Midwest, you have multiple options in all of those regions, obviously with GoPro Motorplex being a big contender there, Newcastle Motorsports Park, or you can go to uh, K1 Circuit. That'll be done and they'll have a few races on that by the time 2026 rolls around. We hope. With, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully we we're hope. going to knock on wood on that one. Um but obviously with that track being built to FIA compliance between some curbs and other things that the FIA like their cart tracks to have, the K1 circuit will be having those amenities. So you have to think that that will be a contender if this debate or talk we have ever does reach the fine people of France and Paris. But <laughs> I, 
I, I would love to see it so much. I think there is kind of a stigma, especially once you get to Formula 3, Formula 2, and the uh, Formula Series over in Europe. You don't see a lot of Americans in there, so you get the feeling that, oh, Americans aren't as good as Europeans when it comes to this. And they're just the better drivers where bring this event onto our home soil. We know that our best can compete against their best. Bring it to America. It would be an incredible story, like you said, with the anniversary of it. There would be drivers that would want it would be to race it. It would be incredibly, incredibly competitive to have this uh, European versus North and South America dynamic that you would have. So I really, really hope that we can have that in 26. All right. Let me give you a multiple choice kind of questions here. Would you rather see OKN slash OK or not OKN, OK or OK Junior? Or would you rather see the KZ platform if you had to pick one or the other? I think I would go OK. I think our uh, with OK and OKN uh, growing and stars, obviously, and then they're expanding their program to have a junior category that by 2026 that that uh, it, specific engine package will be a lot more familiar with people and then uh i just think our tag and 125 yeah our tag racing is just a lot stronger over here as of now we have a lot more people that can contend for wins where in shifter is we have four we have about four guys that can compete for race wins every single weekend there's about 10 or so that ultimately can uh, do that even though they don't run the entire season where as with the x30 senior category and then you can throw in some k100 drivers you will have about 30 or 40 different drivers that are able to compete for race wins on their weekend so i'd like to see okay okay and just from how competitive it would be from that standpoint and if you had to pick one racetrack which track would it be at I it's hard to pick K one right now because you don't know how it you races. Don't know, yeah, yeah. But what about Daytona? You were just there. Could could you Daytona, could you hold a world championship at Daytona? You could hold a world championship at Daytona. It's just the track, even for K one hundred, is getting a bit too tight for that. So I don't think you could do it from the racing. You could pull off an event there. The racing wouldn't be great. Where I think Trackhouse has had some incredible races just this year alone and is a very raceable track. You're able to have wheel-to-wheel -wheel action in pretty much every corner. And then the big obvious one is Newcastle and in Indiana with you will be able to hold a race there. It's just once you get um, past like the main paddock area, if that's exactly FIA levels of being able to hold an event from a racing perspective only not thinking about logistics i would absolutely love to see it at uh, track house personally i think the track race is amazingly we've had so many great races there that's where i would love to see it go yeah i just it it's very it'd be very difficult uh just the way the paddock is set up i mean it could yes. it could i mean uspks has done it you know over 200 entries um so you can get you know two hundred carts in into the into the paddock. It's just going to be um, there's there's going to be a lot. I think there'll be a lot more rental carts or cars you got to park 
And so uh, that that, that kind of logistics side of things is going to be a little bit more difficult. I think it's doable. But, uh, but yeah, my, my, some of my favorites would be Daytona, um, Newcastle, Charlotte. So either at Trackhouse or at Charlotte Motor Speedway. I think Charlotte Motor Speedway logistically would be better because essentially that car, that track is, I think, FIA approved. Um, aside from maybe the curbing, I don't know if the curbing exactly is FIA, but that's a quick change. But you have the infrastructure there to be able to handle it. Um, and again, the K1 is the unknown, you know, that, you know, when you look at West coast side of things, I don't think Utah is necessarily a destination for international people unless they love to ski. Um, but again, yeah. when you're having the, the championships in September, it's a little more difficult. So, uh, to go skiing. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of where we lie with that. So again, we'll, we'll probably have another round table or some more columns on that. And, uh, we got some other people to talk to regarding that. So stay tuned for, for that. Um, and again, on the ECAN radio network are the only 24 hours, seven days a week carding radio station in the world. Uh, we'll continue to keep playing our rewinds, looking at excuse a winter series. We'll have some challenge in America stuff and watch for more face-to-face and roundtables coming soon. Uh, what's coming on ECAN next will have will be trackside January 12th through the 14th for the Supercars USA Winter Series. They'll kick off our 2024 tour with the AMR Motorplex in Homestead, Florida, before we head over to uh, the Challenge of the Americas opener on February 2nd through the 4th, and that'll be at the Muscleman Honda Circuit in tucson arizona and again full trackside coverage from both track both events we'll have our live audio from both we'll have um we'll be streaming the audio from cart chaser rob howden will be on the mic alongside xander clements and the other uh dignitaries from from their program uh, on the mic and then of course trackside live from challenging americas with rob howden on the microphone providing you all the play-by-play from both rounds of the weekend Again, follow us on social media, again, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, and yeah, um, again, excited to to head into the 2024 season. I'll be trackside next week for the Scusa race. You'll, you've been already trackside technically for 2024 because you were at Daytona and you got to uh, to work there at, at the event. So, uh, so Nate, any, any predictions, any craziness, anything you could see in the future as we head into the 2024 season? I just in the short term, I really hope there's another uh, European that comes out of nowhere, more than just one, a couple that come over and run full seasons that we don't really know about. But yeah, I mean, looking back on how crazy this past year was for karting and some of the races to remember, it just gets you excited for 2024. And especially with going back to AMR, we had a really good winter series last year. So looking forward to see the race is there throughout all categories. Obviously this is the race that a lot of drivers will be moving up. So to see mm-hmm. how they progress yeah. throughout the year, of course, watching uh, Isaac Malkiewicz and Turner Brown were the two that moved up from cadet categories to junior that really impressed in 2023. To, so to see some drivers like them move up into the junior categories or up into the senior categories will be very, very fun to watch in Miami. Yeah, excited to see the the kind of the new players or the the new challengers in the different categories, whether it be graduating up or or as you said, new faces to the scene. So that'll be probably one of the first things we'll kind of highlight 
when we get trackside down in Homestead for the Scusa Winter Series. So with that, we'll sign off on this first episode of 2024 and first show of 2024. Uh, For Nate Dean, I'm David Cole. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.